So I'm going to comment on Our Lady's words in a moment, but I think it ties closely to what we have um, on our kind of our, our minds and hearts right now in the church. We've been talking a little bit about the blessings that is um, has caused some some confusion in the church, and um, we've issued uh, a video um, uh, on it. You could find on our YouTube channel. Uh, we will be coming, I'm working with our general superior in Rome about coming out with an official congregation-wide statement from the Marian Fathers, but I did issue a statement along with our vicar provincial, um, Father Don Calloway. So myself being the provincial superior, I felt it was important to indicate in our letter to our priests um, what kind of a direction that we are giving. So I'd, I'd like to just kind of share with you, and that'll be confirmed <clears throat> from our general superior in Rome, who is um, in unison with my statement that I have mentioned to our priests. And, 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 and just in a nutshell, I instructed our priests that first of all, we are always to have mercy. There is, there is an importance here that we must realize that you know, we're all in need of God's mercy. This is not about somebody who deserves God's mercy and somebody who doesn't. We all absolutely, even Mary here in these words is saying, I need your mercy, Lord. And she's perfect. And yet she's saying, I need your mercy. So there is nobody here in any way, shape, or form, whether you understand and agree or disagree with the statement of the recent Dicastri, declaration from the Dicastri of the Doctrine of the Faith um, that says, you don't deserve a, a blessing only this person does or I do. What the issue was that I pointed out to our priests is that we have to be careful upon giving blessings that we do not indicate in any way that we are blessing the relationship if the relationship is not um, turning to God and trying at least striving to live in the teaching of the church. So the statement that I gave to our priest was, Yes, we need to bless the people who are seeking to do God's will that come to us, that ask for blessings. But at the same time, if, if it's tried to be used for a political statement, uh, and I just got word, one of the things that motivated me to write this letter is I just got word from one of our Marian helpers that at their church um, Tuesday morning, um, two very active um, in, the, in the pride community, came and flaunted uh, t-shirts, uh, came to Holy Communion, received Holy Communion, and said that they are able to because now the church and the priest are 100% in agreement with their cohabitation and living in a homosexual relationship. That is, that is not what this document is about. That's not what church teaching is. So I, I, I made a statement to our priests that we must be careful when blessing, not that we're trying to deny our grace, the grace of God to anybody. Again, that's not it. But that we're not blessing an irregular union, um, that we're not blessing sin. And that was the main point that I wanted to convey to our priests, that we're not up there saying we, we are blessing your sin. We bless the sinner. We can't bless the sin, as I said the other day. And so I did make a statement um, to our priests that we will not be blessing um, those unions or those irregular relationships. We are blessing the people who are seeking 
God's mercy. And that is why it is so important to listen to Mary's words today. Um, this is what we call the Magnificat, her words here. Uh, it's only in the Gospel of Luke, but it's powerful. Now, basically, she says, my soul, in the Latin, if you translate it, my soul magnifies the Lord. Here we wrote, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Actually, in the literal Latin translation, it is my soul magnifies the Lord. So we call it the Magnificat. You may have seen the, the magazine called the Magnificat. Um, it's also called the Song of Mary or the Canticle of Mary. We in religious pray this every evening every evening in a part of our liturgy of the hours. And you know, it's one of the uh, eight most ancient Christian hymns, and it's the earliest Marian hymn. Um, and it's, as I said, only in Luke. Um, and it's really, it goes perfectly with his infancy narrative, because here Mary is giving us a, a, a guideline. And this is what we always look for from our church. And so um, it really has, it evokes, people don't realize this, three, really three main stanzas uh, from the Old Testament. All right, in this passage, okay, we're in Luke right now, chapter one, all right, started with verse 46, this reading was 46 through 56. So now if you look at the verses, let's start with 46 to 50. Mary glorifies God by making her the mother, or excuse me, should say Mary gives glory to God for making her the mother of the Savior. Now, she says, my Savior. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Non-Catholics always point to this to show that means Mary had sin. Well, not necessarily. You might want to read 1,500 years of church teaching on this issue, because basically the church fathers tell us very clearly, of course Mary needed a savior to keep her sinless in the first place. Genesis 3.15, when the fall happened, God said, I will put complete enmity between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. Well, who's the woman? The mother of the savior. Who's the other? Satan. And he says, I will put complete enmity. What does that mean? That means utter and radical opposition. If Satan had any control, if Mary had any sin whatsoever, I mean, even the slightest drop of sin, that would mean there was not complete enmity between them. Because that would mean Satan had partial control. Whenever we sin, that means Satan has partial control over us. And so if Mary had even the slightest stain of sin, Genesis 3.15 is a lie. Genesis 3.15, complete enmity between you, the woman, and the serpent, means that there was complete radical opposition. And if Mary had sin, there could not be complete enmity between her and the serpent. There couldn't. And so that's a very good proof, the church fathers tell us, for the Immaculate Conception. Mary didn't have, but she still needed a savior to keep her sinless in the first place. And so powerful. Now, <clears throat> she also says, all generations will call me blessed. One of my favorite lines to people who attack Mary is, Mary says in the Bible, all generations will call her blessed. How come you can't? 
because it's not worship. It's, it's, it's honor her role. She says, all generations will call me blessed. And so we fulfill this every time we say the Hail Mary. Blessed are you among Mary, uh, women. And it's not even our words. It's the words of Elizabeth. It's scriptural. And so, you know, um, you know it, it, this is very, very important. Um, you know, as fact, it's, if, you know, it is not of her faith, nor of her charity, nor of her purity, or even her immaculate conception um, that, that Mary is speaking here. Her joy comes from humility. Humility. Um, this, is, this is the key. She shows that the incarnation um, expresses God's power and mercy and her humbleness in being part of it. Remember, co-redemptress. Co doesn't mean equal to. Co in Latin, cum, C-U-M, means with. So this is a powerful first part. All right, now the second part, verses 51 to 53, teaches us. Now again, I'm sharing you what I learned in seminary. So we're going back again to seminary. And I'm sharing you, we had an entire class just on this passage. And so anyway, it t this next section teaches that, um, Mary teaches us, if you will, that the Lord wants humility, resisting pride. And, you know, because pride is the, the, the king of all the, of the vices. And so a proud man is always striving to dethrone God and put himself on the throne. Uh, but God is mercy. And so when we put God in front, we will receive his mercy. And then finally, the third stanza or section is verses 54, 55. And she proclaims that God will keep his promise and take care of Israel. He did this by becoming a man. And so verse 54 says, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. So guess what? This passage is the first introduction of God's mercy in the New Testament. The very beginning. This is huge. And so, you know, you could even go back to verse 50. He says, and his mercy has mercy on those who fear him. From, every, and from generation to generation. So she even uses the word mercy. And so, um, wow. And depending on what translation you use, verse 50 says, he has mercy. Yeah, here it is right here. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. And so let us fear him in a good way. It's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but recognizing he has mercy as well. And so... Anyway, there's also um, the final words of John Paul in his encyclical, Dives in Misericordia, that I would like to quote. And we'll end here because this is a powerful words from, from Pope John Paul. He said, Mary, then, is the one who has the deepest knowledge of the mystery of God's mercy. She knows its price. She knows how great it is. In this sense, we call her the mother of mercy. And why do I love that? Because every morning when I pray with our staff, we'll, we'll say the prayer to have God come down, the Holy Spirit. I always invoke the Holy Spirit. When you say, when you, when you have a prayer with other people, always the first thing to do, invoke the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask that you send the Holy Spirit down upon us. So every night at dinner, 
uh, when I lead the prayer, I say, Heavenly Father, please send the Holy Spirit down upon us to bless our food, bless our fellowship, and most of all, bless those who go without. So I always say that, that prayer invoking the Holy Spirit. And then I always close it that we ask this through Christ our Lord, because the scripture tells us that whenever you ask something through Jesus Christ, then you're, you're, you're putting the power behind it. That, that, that we always finish by saying, we ask this through Christ our Lord. You hear that in the mass. And then I say at the end of that, Our Lady, Mother of Mercy, pray for us. That's the one I always use. And I've been using that for years. So there's a million titles we could use. You know, St. Anthony, pray for us. Our founder, St. Stanislaus, pray for us. St. Faustina, pray for us. Those are all beautiful and they're good. But I always finish with Our Lady, Mother of Mercy, pray for us. And I've been doing that, not even realizing the connection because the name of our province, and I'm as provincial superior, of the, of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of Mercy Province. And so here it is. This is, this is the, the whole meaning. So he says this. He says, she knows the price, John Paul. She knows how great it is. In this sense, we call her the Mother of Mercy. Our Lady of Mercy, or Mother of Divine Mercy, in each one of these titles, there is a deep theological meaning, for they express the special preparation of her soul and her whole personality, so that she was able to perceive through the complex events, first of Israel, then of every individual, and of the whole of humanity, that mercy of which from generation to generation, people become shearers according to the eternal design of the most holy trinity. He's referencing this passage from generation to generation. All will call her blessed. Well, unfortunately, not all do. But as Catholics, if we're living our faith, we need to, and then invoke her. And so Mary is also called mother of the church. So although each prayer I invoke, Our Lady, Mother of Mercy, I could easily say, Our Lady, Mother of the Church. And so to finish, let us, let us turn to her in this time um, of difficulty for the church, this time of um, confusion in the church, um, to understand that everyone deserves God's mercy. The greater the sinner, the greater the right to my mercy. That's diary... 423. So, brother, I'm going to have you read that one. Diary 423. Um, that is, I hope I'm right on that. Um, but that, that is the key we can't forget. We're all in need of God's mercy. The broken, doesn't matter how or broken we are, we can always turn to God's mercy. But we as a church have to be very careful that we bless that person, the sinner, and don't bless the sin. And that's, I think, what the confusion is. And so let us pray to Our Lady, Mother of Mercy, to bless the sinner, but Our Lady, Mother of the Church, to give us the truth. That's the whole answer. And Our Lady gives it to us in this passage. So Our Lady, Mother of Mercy, yes, I bless you, the sinner. But I'm not going to have you come up to me in the parking lot um, and flaunting an irregular relationship and then say, Father Chris, you have to bless us. That document does not say that the priest has to bless an irregular union. He does not. 
And that's why we made the statement to our priests that they're not allowed to do that. It's because that causes scandal. That causes a misunderstanding of the church. We will bless you. We will bless the person. We will bless and ask for God's mercy for you to turn to him. But we're not going to bless the sin. We're not going to bless the improper union. That's a very fine line, but it is one of most importance. So praise be that God gives us Our Lady Mother of Mercy, because we're all broken in need of it, God's mercy, but also Our Lady Mother of the Church to be able to know the truth. And let us continue to pray that we will not only know the truth, but live the truth. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.